0: Good morning everyone. It is the 4th of July. My name is Lorna Denny and I'm joined today by Seamus Lyons and Thomas Fogel. Financial markets reached a sorry end to the first half, as we will hear in a moment, in some cases turning in the worst performance for 50 years. And with the current backdrop of everything inflation leading to aggressive interest rate rises, potentially choking off growth, it's not difficult to understand how that should be the case. But the standout performance over the last month or so has been from China's equity markets. Thomas, we turned more positive on China back in May. How did the markets close the first half?
1: Hi, Lorna. Chinese markets closed the first half of 2022 strongly. Here to date till end of June, China Onshore and MSCI China are down only 8 and 10%, while MSCI World is down around 20%. Particularly strong was the performance since mid-May. While the MSCI China, which includes both Onshore and Offshore stocks, is up 20%, MSCI World is down 3%. With that, China Onshore and Offshore stocks have been the top performers here to date among key equity markets globally.
0: It is most impressive. And the backdrop to this outperformance is an improving trend in data from China, just when the story is so gloomy elsewhere in the world.
1: Exactly. We saw improving PMI data last week. For June, the manufacturing PMI was 50.2, which is above the expansion threshold of 50 for the first time in four months. Also, the non-manufacturing PMI surprised to the upside with 54.7, while the consensus estimate was only at 50.5. On top of that, Beijing announced last week some easing of its strict zero-COVID strategy by halving the mandatory quarantine time for international travelers from 21 to 10 days.
0: And in contrast to other major central banks, the People's Bank of China still seems willing to be accommodative. This is not the message we're getting from the Fed or the ECB, is it, Seamus?
2: Hi Lorna. Yeah, indeed not. It seems like one hawkish statement or action after another by the Fed these days. So, you know, we've recently just seen a 75 basis points hike, the first of that kind since 1994. You know, And there's a good chance we might see another one as well in the next meeting. And the ECB, you know, they're about to raise rates for the first time since 2011. So very different action come from these banks. Why? Well, it's all very much to do with inflation and getting it under control. It's now the top priority for these central banks. They've been very clear about that. They've been clear that they will act in a determined and sustained manner on inflation. Chairman Powell's even been very clear in saying the economy may need to go through some pain to go into restrictive mode to try and cool the effects of inflation. So it's a big issue for some of the key economies. Actually, and it's not just the Fed and the ECB. You know, we're seeing rate rises now across the globe. All the main central banks are doing it. So yeah, inflation is a key issue.
0: Yes, this pain word seems to crop up quite a bit. And it was very clearly the message, as you said, from Jerome Powell, chair of the US Fed, when he joined the ECB annual conference in Portugal.
2: Yes, it was a very interesting conference and one of the key points he made was that inflation expectations are still reasonably anchored for now and businesses and consumers that they still expect inflation to come down. And you know, this is very, very important inflation expectations for the future. But he did also note that the longer inflation stays elevated, the more these inflation expectations that they become challenged and pressure will come on consumers and businesses to kind of raise their future outlook for inflation. And so there's a clock running here ultimately. But actually another key point or interesting point I thought from that conference was that the doubts a lot of these central bankers were raising about the low inflation environment that we've kind of had for much of the last 10-15 years so it's sort of kind of pre-pandemic environment will that ever return because since the pandemic We're living in a world now or an economy which is driven by very different factors and those deflationary effects of globalization that were there before, they may be less apparent in the future. And so the inflation trends may not go back to those of that pre-coronavirus era. And if the inflation doesn't go back to those trends, maybe interest rates won't either. Maybe, you know, they might not be as low as they have been for a long time. So these are big questions that they've been very open about that they're considering at the moment.
0: Yes and there is a very clear sense of a step change here. But interestingly we saw US PCE inflation data, that's the Fed's preferred measure coming in at 4.7%, which was slightly lower than expectations for May. But if we turn now to the growth picture, there are concerns that the US consumer is losing confidence.
2: Yeah, indeed. I mean, the consumer is at the forefront of this. They're the ones experiencing all these, you know, increases in their energy and gas prices and food as well. So, as a result of this the consumer confidence numbers that have been coming out from various surveys in recent months have been coming off a lot. So the most recent one issued last week dropped to the lowest level in more than a year. And again, it's inflation first and foremost, you know, on the minds of the survey participants. So the Conference Board's index it decreased to ninety eight point seven, and that was from previous reading of one hundred and three in May. And so the consensus was coming in for around hundred. So again, this is another disappointing read. It was expected to fall, but it fell even further. So consumer confidence is definitely uh, much much weaker at the moment. So, yeah, and even the outlook side of things, component of that is a measure of expectations, which looks forward to consumer six-month outlook. This dropped to the lowest level in nearly a decade as Americans are just getting more downbeat about the outlook for their economy, their labor market and their incomes. So, yeah, it was a pretty depressing picture, to be honest.
0: Yes, but in the week ahead, then, slightly shorter term, we will have confirmed PMI data for June from the major economies. These are certainly going to be closely watched, as you say, for signs of weaker demand and possibly expressing itself in inventory build-up. We also have CPI inflation data from China. Thomas, what are your expectations there?
1: The consensus estimate for June CPI year-over-year number is 2.4% after 2.1% in May. Looking at this year and next year full-year estimates show that the CPI should stay below 3%. The numbers tell us that China currently doesn't really have an inflation problem in contrast to a lot of countries in the rest of the world.
0: Yes, it is quite a marked contrast, as we said earlier. And Seamus, at the end of the week, we have the US non-farm payrolls. It seems the forecasts here are for a weaker number
2: yeah indeed so this is always a big data point on a monthly basis and so this month the non-farm employment is expected to increase by two hundred and seventy-five thousand jobs and the unemployment rate is expected to hold around 3.6 percent but you know with the economy losing momentum and it's been tough but most people actually think the pace of job growth in june won't be too much weaker than it has been so it's lower but it's not considerably lower i mean the labor market's been one of the key areas that's been holding up a lot better than the rest of the economy so so yeah it's expected to weaken a bit but you know this is not unexpected. Given what's going on with the tightening financial conditions elsewhere.
0: And another key moment will be the FOMC minutes of the last FED meeting.
2: Indeed, yeah. So, I mean, these are closely scrutinized these days. Obviously, the last meeting that they had was where they raised interest rates by 75 basis points, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the first time since 1974. So, that surprised markets a little bit at the time. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see some of their discussion and thought process behind that, but also their discussions about the future as well and the update of their kind of statistics and outlooks as well. So, it would be closely scrutinized market moving release for sure.
0: It should be an interesting week. Thank you both very much indeed.
2: Thanks, Lorna. Thank you, Lorna.